0: Welcome back everybody to another episode of the Jay Stevens Podcast. This is episode number 77, dedicated to a man that won the 1977 Masters and British Open, Mr. Tom Watson. And as always, thank you for listening and downloading to the episode of the podcast. On today's episode, we talk a little bit about Tom Brady deciding to go from New England to Tampa Bay. Bill O'Brien decides to make yet another confusing and odd change to the Texans roster. There is a country out there that has decided to not put any athletes and send any athletes to this summer event. Olympics but first the Ohio State Buckeyes found another guy another transfer in back-to-back off seasons to fill a void a big void on the offensive side of the ball last year a little over a year ago now Justin Fields the Ohio State quarterback decided to transfer to Ohio State Yeah, he had he got a little homesickness. Uh, He had some growing pains. He almost left after a day or two of being on campus. His dad said, no, stay there, figure it out. You'll be just fine. Lo and behold, Justin Fields has a phenomenal year for a first year starter, a year that, well, for a first year starter, it's better than anybody could have expected. At the same time, the guy right behind or right beside, depending on formation, just the fields in the backfield was J.K. Dobbins. J.K. Dobbins came into the year expected to expected to have a big year. But I don't think anybody expected J.K. to have the year that he did. 301 carries, 2,003 rushing yards, 21 touchdowns, 6.7 yards per carry. Was really that dude on the offensive side of the ball, uh, projected to be one of the top running backs picked in the upcoming NFL draft. J.K. Dobbins is, is gone. There's a big hole, a huge hole in the backfield at Ohio State that needs to be filled. Well, the guy that backed up J.K. Dobbins last year at Ohio, State was a guy by the name of Master Teague, a freshman, did a phenomenal job. Uh, a a big strong, a big strong guy can take hits, and he did a very, very, very good job of backing up JK Dobbins last season. This offseason, about a month ago now, Master Teague suffered an Achilles and Achilles injury, and we all know Achilles injuries do not heal as quick or as fast as we would want them to. So now there's a hole. The hole's even bigger. Okay, so J.K. Dobbins, you star last year, star running back last year, gone. The guy that backed him up, suffering an Achilles injury, you don't know how fast it's going to heal, definitely won't be fast enough. So now there is a hole. And lo and behold, via Twitter, uh, there was a guy that I started seeing circle around, Trey Sermon. The name sounded familiar, but where in the world did I hear that guy from? Where, where is he transferring from, and why is he transferring? Well, Trey Sermon was at was at Oklahoma, almost at Ohio State. Different. Oh, was at Oklahoma. There in Norman, Oklahoma, as a starting running back, led the team in rushing yards in in 2018 his sophomore year with 13, where he also had 947 rushing yards last year. Only played eight games, suffered a leg injury in the Iowa State game, and the rest of his season was over he remembers now before he decided to transfer he was thinking do i want to stay in oklahoma do i want to leave if i leave where would i go and he went back and started thinking about his recruiting days out of high school a running backs coach or a coach that was really up there in his grill that he had a great connection with that he loved interacting with and he said hey maybe maybe just maybe that guy still wants me maybe maybe just maybe there may be a need at that guy's school and lo and behold that guy is tony alford uh, a running backs coach well respected all around college football. A guy that produces year after year after year after year after year. Big time talent in the running back room. And this year is going to be no different. Trey Sermon has decided to leave Norman, Oklahoma under Lincoln Riley and go to Ohio State. You want to know why? He saw what Ohio State did last year. He saw how good they were. He saw how if it wasn't for uh, an injury to J.K. Dobbins, there's a good chance you would have seen Ohio State play LSU for the natty. Yes, there was a good shot of that happening, but an injury to J.K. Dobbins, his ankle slowed him down. Clemson, they made all the right plays at the right time to propel themselves to victory in that fiesta bowl. Forget all the bad plays. Yes, the rest made bad plays, but you know what? Ohio State still had the chance to win the game um, on the second to last drive of the game, and lo and behold, what happened? Justin Fields threw an interception. And, and Trey Sermon, I guarantee, he's like, man, if I'm going to leave, where am I going to go? And if I go to a place, who am I going to connect with? Are they used to? Are they? Do they normally produce top talent in the backfield? Do they have a, a track record of winning? Is it a coach, a, not just a running backs coach, a head coach that I that I trust, that I can respect? And Trey Sermon says yes. Ryan Day, I know you're a newcomer, but I like what you got going on. Tony Alford, I know, I remember you from high school. I, I I'm glad you're still here. I'm glad you're still coaching. I'm gonna move over from. I'm gonna go from Norman to Columbus. Justin Fields, young man, I saw what you did last year. We're gonna expect big, bigger and better things with you under center and me right behind you and let me tell you i i know it's i know it's just spring i know it's just march i know we i know we don't normally talk about college football right now but let me tell you the ohio state buckeyes they're not just going to be the team to beat in the big 10 they're going to be the, one of the teams to beat in the country yes one of the teams to beat in the country well who else they have yeah of course you got clemson that's not going nowhere you got trevor lawrence but who else do you have? Who do you think LSU is going to come back to this? Do you think that Alabama is going to come back to this with Matt with Matt Jones and be competitive? Yeah, they may they may win the SEC, but they may not. Want to know why? Florida is definitely going to have something to say about uh, about Alabama winning the SEC in the fall. But lo and behold, forget the SEC, forget the Pac twelve, forget the, forget the ACC, forget all the other conferences, the Big Twelve, the Big Ten. It's still going to be the. It's still there's still one team to beat in the Big Ten, and it's the Ohio State Buckeyes. And let me tell you, adding Trey Sermon to that squad, with that coaching staff, with that team, with with the chemistry that they already have, that is a big addition. Trey Sermons. Columbus is going to love you. I mean, Trey Sermon, t- excuse me. Columbus is going to love you. Tony Offer is going to be glad to be to have you in the running back room. And, man, I can't wait for fall. COVID-19, you're here in the spring. I need you to leave quickly because you, we don't want you to mess with football season. Let's go ahead and take a trip to Tampa, Florida, because Tom Brady has a new home, and it's definitely not the spot I thought he would play next season. in sports there are those players that we expect to wear one jersey, one color scheme, one colorway their entire career. It's still weird to me and I'm sure it's weird to you every time you see Michael Jordan wearing a Wizards jersey. Oh, let's go to football. You like football? I'm sure it's weird to you every time you see Peyton Manning wearing a Broncos jersey. Now, granted, he played there four years, won the Super Bowl twice, got smacked down in one, and then they won the other one. Um, So, I mean, sure, yeah, he won, but I'm sure it's very, very weird for you to see Peyton Manning wearing a Broncos jersey. I'm sure it's very, very, very weird for you to see Emma Smith outside of a Cowboys jersey. I mean, these are things that just happen in sports where players at the end of their career, the team that they had uh, played with most of their career, the team that drafted them, the team that they had success with, all of a sudden, the team says, yeah, it's time for us to part ways, to go a different way. It's time for you to go somewhere else that is not right here where you have been your entire career, and trust me, when it comes to Tom Brady and the New England Patriots I did not think and you may have been on the same wavelength, same thought process that I was. You may not have thought that Tom Brady was going to leave New England at all. I didn't. I I said it to my buddy Garrett, who's going to be on the podcast very soon. I told him, I said, hey, man. I think Tom stays in New England. Why? Because it makes football sense, and Tom's a guy that does things that make football sense. He's very, very smart with the ball. Doesn't make really many uh, errant or wrong passes or things that are uh, out of character, uh, out of his character. No, Tom Brady does his job. Tom Brady is a Belichick guy. Tom Brady fits. He's a prototypical uh, Bill Belichick guy, where it's just come in, work, go home. Come in, work, go home. If you're at home, still think about work. If you're at work, you're all about work, don't forget, don't think about any play. Work, 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 work and work and more work. Just keep working. That's the kind of guy that Bill Belichick wants. He wants a guy that's going to work, and Tom Brady is that, a gym rat. A guy, even when he came out of Michigan, came out of college, was not sought after, wasn't a guy that many people were going to try to move around and uh, trade out of draft picks and trade people to try to get this particular player. No. No. That's not Tom Brady. But what have we witnessed since he came into the league? We saw him, well, uh, get, get thrust into a playing role when, when uh, uh, oh, Drew Bledsoe, there you go. When Drew Bledsoe got hurt early in Tom Brady's career, Tom Brady came in, took the league by storm, literally, because nobody expected Tom Brady to play like he did when he got put into the, uh, the starting role as QB1 there early in his career. And then also, nobody expected him to not just get the job. Play well. Nobody expected him to take Drew Bledsoe's job completely. To say, "Hey, man, Drew Bledsoe, I know you're here, but uh, the Patriots don't want you anymore." And the Patriots got Drew Bledsoe up out of the paint. Yes, a lot of you, if you're younger, you may not have know who Drew Bledsoe is. Look him up. When he was during his playing career, his playing days, he was a very, very good quarterback, starting caliber quarterback. And even Drew Bledsoe was like, "This kid's not taking my spot. I'm gonna come back, get healthy, and get my spot back." check had different plans in mind, and once Brady got that spot, Patriots fans had other plans in mind as well. Tom Brady... uh w- the GOAT, you may want to say, uh, the the best quarterback many of us have ever seen, and uh, the only person you could could really put to him and say that is up to the caliber of Tom Brady, not just with the skill set, but also with uh, longevity and also with uh, postseason success, is Joe Montana. Now, you may want to say that Dan Marino is more talented. He's a better quarterback than Tom Brady. Go ahead and say that. Compare the skill set, but ultimately, when it comes to the GOATs of quarterbacks, you have Tom Brady, you have Joe Montana, and ironically, as it is weird as it is joe montana's one of those guys that didn't wear one color didn't wear one jersey didn't play in one city his entire career no 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 you look at those joe montana chiefs jersey uh chiefs pictures it looks weird man it looks weird and and trust me i've seen these uh these moxies uh photoshop pictures of tom brady wearing a buccaneers jersey it looks weird man it looks very 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 weird Think about this. Think about Tom Brady playing down there in Tampa Bay with that pirate ship in the background, and he's playing in Tampa wearing the home colors, not the away colors. Very weird. Very, very strange. Oh, think about this. Think about Tom Brady going from the offense that was that fit him, uh, the offense that was was, that worked for him throughout his entire career to an offense that well. It's a little bit different. Now, Bill Arians. Oh, uh, excuse me, not Bill. Bruce Arians, wrong coach. Bruce Arians is a guy that's going to adjust to Tom Brady that will adjust. But hey, Mike Evans, Chris Godwin. I mean, these guys are these guys are really good quarter uh, wide receivers. And I trust me, I guarantee you. I'm getting my words mixed up. I guarantee you. These guys were very, very vocal and influential and Tom Brady saying, hey, I'm going to leave where I've been my, most of my career. I'm going to leave everything. Yes, I have moved houses. I have moved away from the from the New England area. I'm going to find a new place. And well, if he was going to move somewhere else, it sure made sense that he was going to go somewhere warm because nobody likes playing in cold weather. I don't care if you I don't care if you've been in your whole career and Tom Brady will tell you playing in cold weather. It ain't fun, baby. It ain't fun at all. And Tom's like, okay, cool. If I'm going to leave, I'm going to go to a place that's warm. So not only I can be happy, my wife can be very happy. Because we all know, happy wife, finish it with me, happy life. And that's exactly what it is with Tom Brady. Tom said, hey, New England is not going to work. And, it, and and there have been signs. I've read. I've been reading articles about this. There People have been saying there have been signs leading up to Tom leaving New England. When I mean, asked ask about his relationship with Bill, with Bill Belichick and how it went and how and the, the uh, details of it and how those two got along. It was a time that Tom Brady said, quote, I plead the fifth, end quote. But you but you would think from the outside looking in, you would think, OK, cool. There's this guy here. He's been the focal point. He's been the main piece of this run of this dynasty in New England. It's not just Bill. It's Brady as well, and you would think these two, these these two would gel, these two would mesh, these two would be together for a lifetime, for the entirety of one's career. If one left, if one retired before the other, you would think that the, that the one would retire and they would retire together, or that Tom Brady would, if Tom Brady retired before Bill, Tom Brady would just go ahead and retire, but you know what? With these athletes, with coaches, there's egos, and everybody knows, everybody understands Bill Belichick has an ego, and also... Tom Brady has an ego. You don't want to know who else has has, a, has an ego? Robert Kraft. And you know what Also, I've read and I've heard and basically puzzle and wonder why in the world they would do this to Tom Brady? Why would they not change their mold, change that philosophy? The GM up there in New England, Bill Belichick is GM up there as well. If it's true that I've read that, hey, you guys are trying to give Tom Brady a one-year contract with an incentivized contract instead of guaranteed money, why would you do that? Many, many, many people were upset and mad and throwing a fit when Kobe Bryant got that contract at the end of the year, at the end of his career, two years, $50 million, I believe it was $25 million. I know. I could do math. Let's go, Jay. Twenty-five mil a year. He was like, Kobe Bryant he just came out of an Achilles injury. What are you doing? Why are you giving him? Why are you giving him this money? But it's more of a lifetime achievement. You, Kobe Bryant, won five rings, five of seven. Um, Tom Brady, six of nine. Uh, you would think that hey, New England would give him not just a hometown discount, a home, a hometown uh, promotion, a hometown increase. So yes, I get it. I understand, Tom. I understand you want your money. I understand you want to play so you're 45. I understand you want your contract to go to your 45. I understand all of that, but you know I got a philosophy, and I got to stick by my guns. I got to stick by what I do. I got to stick by everything that has made me not just a coach but a GM that I have been this entire time that I've been in the NFL. Well, Bill, I think you lost one. I understand your philosophy. Normally, you win, but I think this time you may lose. Is Tom Brady going to be the guy that he was five years ago? Definitely not. Is Tom Brady gonna to be the guy that he was last last year? Probably not. <clears throat> Excuse me. Worst the stati- worst statistical season he has had in his career. Yes, he goes to a quarterback, uh, a, a offensive coach, a quarterback coach, a guy that has coached with Peyton Manning, Andrew Luck, uh, um, Ben Roethlisberger. I mean, he has coached with great quarterbacks, um, very talented quarterbacks. But Tom Brady th- at this level, at, at this uh, juncture of his career. It's different than a Ben Roethlisberger when Ben Ro- Roethlisberger was in his four, first four or five years in the league. It's different than a rookie Peyton Manning where you were literally going to be the first voice and the most vital voice, f- vital voice in Peyton Manning's uh, progression and growth as a player. It's completely different than you're there for one year with Andrew Luck and Andrew and you go from being the the offensive coordinator to the head coach. Simply because the head coach in Chuck Pagano had had ish and health issues and he wasn't able to coach most of the season. Completely different. You're coaching with a guy that has won more games than you have coached. You're coaching with your uh, professional games, that is. You're you're coaching a guy that has won more professional games than you have coached. You're coaching a guy that has that has played in more Super Bowls than you has coached. He has won more Super Bowls than you have, coach. So you are with a guy that knows the ups and the downs that has been at the top of the mountain for so long. Bruce Arians, will you change? I think it will. But uh, do I think it'll be enough for Tom Brady to be successful and for the Buccaneers to win? When have we ever seen the Buccaneers be successful and win? What was it? John Gruden? 02, 03? What, what year was that? 01? I forget the year, but you know what I'm talking about. It's been a long time a very 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 long time go back look through it go back look through the history of the Buccaneers go back and look through the players that they have had go back and look and see what happened when John Gruden left when John Gruden after he won that thing go back and look and see what happened we all know Tony Dungy what Tony Dungy did to build up what John Gruden did in his first year winning that Super Bowl and then things started to fall apart after that have they been good since? have they we saw what they had we, we saw what happened with Jameis Winston why did it take so long for Jameis to get LASIK surgery for his eyes we knew when he was in college when he won the 2013 I think it was 2013 BCS National Championship we saw that Jameis Winston had trouble seeing it was common it was very known there we made jokes about that during that game because why that's what we do we get these jokes out we get these jokes off but Jameis Winston hey have the Buccaneers been good with him No. Have they found Have they've had good pieces? Yes. Have they found a way to put those pieces together to win? Not at all. Do I think this is something that's actually going to work out? I do not. Do I think Tom Brady is going to win the Super Bowl with the Buccaneers? I do not. Now, this is not just me, Jay the Fan. Uh, the podcast host, the analyst, yes, that's great, but Jay the Fan doesn't want to see <laughs> Tom Brady win. <laughs> not at all. That man ruined my childhood. Peyton Manning should have should have had more rings than he did just, just the one that he had as a Colt. Why? Most of the time, it was because of Peyton Manning. Peyton Manning got the Colts out of the playoffs. Peyton Manning, I mean, excuse me, Tom Brady got the Colts out of the playoffs. Tom Brady was a reason that so many times on, on playoff weekend, we saw all the matchup, it's going to be a loss. Bill Belichick has that offense. Bill Belichick has that defense. Payton can't figure out the three-four. These are all thoughts going through my head as a kid, as I'm watching year after year after year, as that man TB12 got my team out the playoffs. And so no, Jay the fan, Jay the Colts fan, does not want Tom Brady to be to be successful. I hope he goes 0-16. Is that good for me to say? To, for a man to be under, for a man to be defeated? Yes, because as a fan, I never want you to win. Jay, the fan, I never want my opponent to win. I do not. I know some people, I know some Ohio State fans, they hope Michigan uh, wins every game and then they lose to Ohio State. I know there's some Ohio State fans that are like that and vice versa for Michigan fans. It's an old school thought process, but me, the fan, I don't want to see Tom Brady successful. Not at all. But Jay, the the analyst, the host, I personally don't think this is going to work out. Successful as far as uh, postseason. Yeah, they, they may get to the postseason. They may get 10 wins. Um, May, may may squeak 11 i don't think 11, 11 will be tough but they may squeak 11 probably gonna be 10 and six this upcoming year as long as covid19 doesn't ruin football season i want to keep saying it until they say yes we're going to play it covid19 is not a factor but until then i want to keep saying it. covid19 don't ruin football <laughs> don't do it <laughs> don't Do it at all. No, you don't mess with that. It's like a religion around here in America land. Don't mess with football. Just like over there across the water, across the pond. You go to Europe, you go to these other countries. You mess with soccer. (laughs) You don't do that. You don't do that. COVID-19, you don't mess with our football. You don't do it. Hey, hey, I don't think this is going to... I I think this is good for the Buccaneers, good for that fan base down there in Tampa that's desperately been longing for a a reason to rejoice and a reason to say, hey, we're going to be good. But I don't think... This will work out. If this were last year. If this were three, four, five years ago. Yes, Tom Brady, Bruce Arians, Mike Evans, that offense down there. Everything will work out. Yes, I heard there was rumblings that Todd Gurley um, may go to Tampa. They, those 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 rumors were going around before Todd, uh, Todd Gurley was even released from the Rams, and lo and behold, Todd Gurley is there in. Atlanta, Georgia, back in Georgia, back in the state where he played his college football. Julio Jones, Todd Gurley, um, Latavius, uh, not Latavius, remember, that's the Saints. Um, um, Matt Ryan, uh, yeah, yeah. The, the Falcons have players, the Falcons have talent, but will the Falcons be able to, to win? I don't think so. I still think the Saints are going to run the division, and the Buccaneers will have a tough time, very tough time, winning the wildcard spot. Oh wait, they're the 7th. Just for Tom Brady. Imagine that the year Tom Brady goes to Tampa Bay, that seventh spot is there. Who orchestrated that? Is Tom the mastermind behind this? The CBA? I'm not sure, but it surely could be him. Tom Brady. Tom to Tampa. Tom chooses Tampa. Whatever you want to say. I didn't think it was going to happen, but it did. Tampa Bay. Tampa Bay Buccaneers fans, you have a reason to rejoice. And I really wonder what New England Patriots fans are thinking right now that this guy spent all his career with us and then let the final years of his career, we couldn't get something worked out. Hey, 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 sometimes that's just how the cookie crumbles. The 2019 football season ended in, in a rough way for the Houston Texans let's go back a couple months now even though it seems like it's been an eternity now with COVID-19 really just altering how we view time and how we can tell time and how our days are running together and do we think something was a month ago when it was really yesterday <laughs> because of all the information that we're, that's being thrown our way uh, via the virus talking about the virus and things that were going on in our, in our own personal lives 2019 season ended in a bad way. The Texans um, were up 24-0 against the Chiefs. Then Patrick Mahomes, um, 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 Andy Reid, and those boys over there in Kansas City, that defense that's there, they showed up, and they really just put the hurting on. They really just uh, had a paradigm shift. They did a complete 180. Yeah, we flopped early on in the first quarter. The Patrick, Patrick Mahomes says, not so fast, my friend. We're not going to finish this game this way. We're not, gonna, we're not going to continue this game this way. And then all of a sudden, Patrick Mahomes, those boys did what they did, the rest history they won that game went on to win the super bowl bill o'brien however even though he has shown that he is not uh well he's not very good at uh clock management um calling the right plays uh knowing how to secure a lead uh when you're down when you're down when you're up 24 uh you should not lose that lead and if you do lose it you shouldn't lose it as quick as you did somehow that man sweet talked his boss into giving him a promotion i gotta say Bill O'Brien, one thing you are good at is being good with your boss, making sure your boss knows you. even though you're not good at what you're currently doing, he deserves to give you a, a promotion and show that you may not be good at the next job either. More money, uh, more responsibility. Go ahead, Bill O'Brien. Be that guy. Texas fans, I'm sure you don't like him because of what he just did. He got rid of your best player. Many people, many people have gotten on his head and said, hey, yes, Bill O'Brien, that is two times, two transactions that you have made that have been made under your watch, the Jadavion Clowney move, and then also the DeAndre Hopkins move. Let me tell you, forgive him. That was not under his watch. That was not his doing. He did not move, Jadavion Clowney. Does it make sense to you? No. Does it make sense to me? Not at all. But that was not under his watch at all. That was under the previous regime, the previous GM. No that is not under Bill O'Brien's watch so forgive him if you are someone that jumped on his head to try to jump down his throat for him getting good on Jadeveon Clowney and not getting a first round pick I heard that narrative out there this man got rid of Jadavion Clowney and DeAndre Hopkins and didn't get a first round pick back what is he doing he's lose his job he should not be GM of the team and yes I completely understand that he should not be GM of the team but once he's doing he's learning on the job he's learning right before our eyes one thing college coaches once, and Bill O'Brien was a college coach, they want complete control of the roster and complete control of the coaching staff. Head coach, complete the control of the coaching staff, that's you. If you're not the GM, you don't have control of that roster. You can't bring your own guys in. You can't bring guys in that fit your mold, that have your type of football IQ. You cannot do that. But lo and behold, what happened he found way to get that job and he's trying to bring guys in that fit his mold. And well, apparently DeAndre Hopkins is that guy. Does it make sense? Not at all. Why? Because when you look at DeAndre Hopkins, not just is he a guy that is good. He's consistently good. Last year, 1,100 yards. He has had only two years, two seasons that he has had less than 1,100 yards, which was his rookie year. And then also his fourth year in the league, 2016, where he had 954 yards on 78 catches, 12.2 yards per reception. DeAndre Hopkins, he's not just a guy that's going to get you yards, not just a guy that's going to get you some catches. He's also a guy that's going to literally focus the whole entire secondary on him. Now, you may be saying, Jay, Kenny Stills is good. <laughs> are you okay? Do you understand what happens? Kenny Stills is a good guy. He is going to take and fill the role just fine for DeAndre Hopkins. I want to ask you, what DeAndre Hopkins are you watching and what Kenny Stills are you watching? Because I don't believe those two players are the same player. No, sir, rebob Bob, not at all. I do not believe those two players are the same exact player. There is a reason why when Kenny Stills is on the field, the defense does not tip to his side there or excuse me tilt to his side there is a reason however that when DeAndre Hopkins is on the field the defense does tilt to his side the one thing that makes this this Bill O'Brien DeAndre Hopkins situation a little bit more interesting a little bit more juicier a little bit more confusing is how he compared DeAndre Hopkins to Aaron Hernandez now Bill O'Brien may be thinking about a specific situation with Aaron Hernandez that Aaron Hernandez and Bill O'Brien had a had a falling out had a they had to have a couple conversations and where Bill O'Brien says hey DeAndre in this situation there is a situation in, in Aaron Hernandez's life that you guys are acting together but remember we remember mainly the last thing about that person Aaron Hernandez is a murderer. Aaron Hernandez is a is uh different, probably a different uh, sexual orientation. I know for sure than the uh, Andre Hopkins. And Aaron Hernandez committed suicide. He went to jail for the for murder. Uh, I don't think that DeAndre Hopkins wants to be group, grouped along with that individual, especially when you're talking about him and how uh, well, you being the head coach and then also GM. Sir, do you realize the words that are coming out of your mouth do not help you in your position, in your situation? Forget the transaction. Forget how he got a, a second round pick, a fourth round pick, and, a, uh, and David Johnson a running back for DeAndre Hopkins. Forget all of that. Forget all of that at all. Let's just think about the words coming out of your mouth and how you, sir, how you, sir, are ruining the, the relationship that you have with your best player right now. Bad man, that's bad. Even as kids, you know, there are certain things that are off limits, and talking about a murderer is one of those things you do not bring up at all. But DeAndre Hopkins, I'm happy for him. He gets away from he gets away from uh, the Houston Texans, which it seems like, hey, yes, they can win the division, but man, oh, man, if they get to the playoffs, they are that team that you do not want to see in the first weekend. And for so many years, I know, I know two or three years, they were the team that, that ESPN got. ESPN always got the worst of the wild card games. Played the first game on Saturday. And let me tell you, watching the Texans in the playoffs for so many years, it was tough. It was just as bad. And just like it was in a cheesecake back from that 24 0 deficit, which seemed like it was literally was the blink of an eye. It seemed like over just instantly, yeah, Patrick Mahomes is down. Ha, who cares? The Texans aren't going to keep this lead. The Texans are trash. Bill O'Brien doesn't know how to keep a lead. Bill O'Brien doesn't know what he's doing. He's not a confident enough coach to figure out what's going on. I'm, I, you get it. Bill O'Brien could coach, he's a football coach. But man, at that situation, you, situation of football. Uh, clock management, all the things that make you and make it go from okay to good, then good to better, then better to elite—all those things that really just help you go up and up and up the trajectory and the scale of how people rate you as a coach. Bill O'Brien, man, you're not good. At, you, you, you fall short in some areas as a head coach, and also, sir, as a GM, so far. Now, granted, it's very, very tough very tough to be a GM in a professional sports league especially when there's 50 when you have a 53 man roster that is the NFL uh, roster it's tough man it is tough we we criticize we we, we talk about, But it's tough. Yeah, you can say you've mastered it on Madden. On Madden, there are no personal feelings. You're not talking to anybody face-to-face. You're not looking at that person's expressions or emotions. No, all you're looking at is how you can help your team with the salary cap that's there win. And hey... You can pull some things off in Madden. I couldn't. Pull, it couldn't happen in real life. Not just in the video game where you playing, but also some of those trades, and some of those free agent signings. Those are things that can happen. That ultimately, sometimes those can't happen in real life. And Bill O'Brien, sir, I think you need to check yourself. Uh, hopefully, hopefully, you have a mentor. Hopefully, you have somebody that can aid you and guide you and assist you in making future transactions, right? if it's a trade, free agent signing, a draft pick, sir. I sure hope you have people helping you. Because if I was a Texans fan, I'd be having less and less faith in you to get us to the promised land. Speaking of the promised land... There is a team out there, no, not just a team, excuse me, (laughs) This is multiple teams. There is a country out there that has said, hey, unless the Olympics are postponed, we are not going to send our players to Tokyo to fight to win and to go to the promised land, which is winning a gold medal and representing the country at the highest level in that particular sport. Normally, I record the Monday episode on Sunday afternoon, but for some reason today, I decided to wait till Sunday evening to record it. I am glad that I did because it came out. Sunday evening around 9.40 p.m. Eastern Standard Time that the Canadian Olympic Committee and the Canadian Paralympic Committee will refuse to send athletes to the Tokyo Olympics if the event is not postponed. The 2020 Games are currently set to begin on July 24th. Let me tell you, COVID-19 has not just affected your favorite sport, not just affected my favorite sport, not just affected the favorite sport of America, possibly, fo- no, possibly, not to happen yet, possibly football. It has affected the favorite sport of all of the world, soccer, but it's very, is a very, very, very good chance that this, this virus will affect the Olympics. and This is something that nobody wants to say. Nobody wants to postpone. Nobody wants to say, hey, let's go ahead and do it. As soon as Rudy Gobert got it. Hey, we're going to postpone the Olympics. Things are going to be crazy. We need to go ahead and postpone them. It's March. The games aren't until July. But as soon as one team, excuse me, one country starts to pull away, it's like a domino effect, just like the NCAA tournament. Could you imagine an NCAA tournament where Kansas and Duke are eligible to actually play the tournament, where both of those teams have a great shot of winning said tournament, but you're going to go ahead and and uh, and play without them? Could you imagine that? Now you would be thinking Canada's not the U.S. Canada's not us. Canada has no shot of doing anything. Canada's, Canada's nothing. Canada is, just, is an afterthought. Hey, whatever you want to think. Yes, Canada is not one of those squads, but Canada does deserve a right. And they have athletes that qualify to be in the Olympics. They actually deserve a right to play in those games. And if they feel that due to COVID-19 and the virus that's out there and the outbreak and the outcry and the uncertainty if, uh, with all this stuff going on, especially with it originating over there in China and I sure and not sure currently how it is in Japan. Yeah, I know things have died off. Things have things have simmered down, but you never know the, the it could flare up again because I've I've been told from people that have that that from people that are very very knowledgeable, this viruses like this they go in waves. There's normally three or four of them. We could be in the second wave or the or the first wave. We don't know as everyday people. We are not sure, but it could it could come back that hey that next wave could be over there in Japan during the Olympics and saying hey man. Ah, we're not going to send. We're not going to send our athletes over there in this time. This time of uncertainty. The best way for us to protect our athletes is to keep them at home. Hey. They may want to go to the promised land. They may want to bring back a gold medal. They may be fine going. Their doctors might say, hey, you're perfectly fine. Things should be done. That virus should be gone away by that time. But Canada has reserved the right to protect their athletes and say, hey, we're going to pull them out. And this brings back this brings up not just a good question, but a good thought. What is going to happen next? Who's going to be the next country to pull out of the games? Will they cancel altogether or will they just postpone them? You think about postponing. Okay. Just July 24th. Think about basketball, for instance. Basketball NBA-wise, what we what we know best. Basketball is over in the middle of June. You have the NBA Awards, and then there's nothing until the fall. This is perfect time for your top athletes in the NBA, the other top athletes that play in the NBA that but play for other countries. They can say, hey, we could represent our country, go to Japan, play in the Olympics, and then come back and prepare for the NBA. We're actually we're ultimately we're staying in game shape. Well, let's just say that the NBA is actually playing July twenty fourth. Um, when they when they, when they decide to come back, well, the NBA, the US is going to have to pull out. Now, will the US just pull out their their basketball team, or will the US pull out everything? You know. If the U.S. says, "Hey, we're not going to be participating because of uncertainty with our league and what else is going on and what and what's needed for our leagues to to continue to finish the season that has been started," hey, if the U.S. is out, you can basically uh, talk that thing up and say it's a done deal. There ain't gonna be no games. <laughs> I'm just gonna go out on the limb right there right now. Uh, if the U.S. decides to say, "Hey, we're going to back out. We're not going to do anything," yes, basketball is is one of my favorite sports. I'm sure it's one of your favorite sports, but it's not the main sport of a lot of people around the around the world. If the U.S. decides to say, hey, we're going to pull out of these games. A lot of other countries are going to say the same thing because U.S. is literally that powerful. But Canada pulling out, is it a sign of things to come? Is it a sign of things that, uh, is it a sign of other countries that will follow suit? Is it just them being scared? We don't know why. There's so much uncertainty about this. And, and their doctors may be one saying, hey, this virus, yeah, it could be a two-week thing. It could be a two-month thing. It could be a six-month thing. We don't know. The proper precaution, the proper move for us right now is to pull away, is to back away from the games until and until further notice. And ultimately, this may help them finish out their own sports leagues in their country because their sports leagues say, hey, we are going to finish our leagues first and then think about the Olympics second. Hey, it's a great thing. We all love the Olympics. But ultimately, what's great right now, people are, th- people are thinking about and caring about not just their health, the health of others, and ultimately, more people are washing their hands because one thing you realize through this COVID-19 madness, y'all nasty. Thank you for listening to another episode of the Jay Stevens Podcast. As always, you can follow me on Twitter at Stevens 7 Remember to always subscribe, rate, and review. It's a great way for people that are searching for new podcasts to listen to, to come across this one. Then remember to always get the word out about the podcast via word of mouth. The things that we enjoy in life, we are more willing and somewhat wired to tell other people about. So no matter if this was your first episode or if you have been listening since episode one, be sure let people know about the podcast. This has been episode 77 of the Jay Stevens Podcast podcast. I'll see you next time.